What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 98 of the RDO podcast with the VK bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Alex? I'm pumped. pumped? I've, had a, I've had a big day, oh, a big week this week. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was really big. To the point where I've actually got to do heaps of work on it's Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I've already cleaned one car and photographed it and got a stack of bills to pay and we were here late last night doing paperwork. It's been good. Yeah, so we've got a, got a shed full of cars here. So if any of you are looking for a purchase to make before end of financial year, because it is June. Oh yeah, I need to say that. I've been getting some of these and a lot of people haven't even started the process yet thinking that yeah. they're going to get a great deal when they come in just before but they haven't got finance sorted. Yeah. I'm going to supply you a car way quicker than you're going to get your finance. Uh-huh. Do that first. Yeah, exactly. There right. is a link to the on the bottom of my website if you go to the Auto Bros website mm-hmm. down the bottom uh, uh, on the very bottom right there's a, a big green link to get mint. Go get your mint before you have a look at a car mm-hmm. and that'll make your life a lot easier. Oh yeah, and if you haven't started the looking process yet for the car, just do it now because if anyone who has looked for a car in the last two years knows, due to COVID and all the supply chain issues and everything Mm. like that, new car stock is almost non-existent depending on which brand you're looking at. Used car stock is really hard to come by because most of the people who've tried to buy a new car have bought a used car instead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, jump on autobros.com.au, mm-hmm. is it? And uh, yeah, have a look through the stock because we do have plenty of cars here ready for yeah, immediate and sale before end of financial. I'm ready. To, anything that you see there, you can have today. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so you've had a big week. I've had a massive week. And, Yours has been bigger than mine. And not for a good reason. So uh, just to give everyone the update, my uh, second son, three and a half month old Jake, went to hospital on Monday uh, with RSV. So RSV is a respiratory virus, which uh, it goes, there's, there's like four different viruses going around at the moment. COVID, influenza A, RSV, and bronchitis mm. are just like all, all out there. So everyone's getting sick at the moment. Um you know, a lot of it's probably to do with people having no immune system for the last two years because of how sanitary everyone's been and the masking and staying away from each other and all that. Nonsense. I don't believe that, but anyway. Uh, I don't think human biology forgets after two years. I do. No. I absolutely do. But I think there's more than just that involved, but mm. I think that is a factor. Um, and, yeah, so he got RSV. So, essentially, if, it, if an infant gets it, it can be pretty bad because it causes bronchiolitis which is different to bronchitis right and also i'm i'm across all of this because i've just been watching jurassic park right bronchosaurus (laughs) bronchiolitis yeah Uh, that was a stretch bro that was that was a saturday morning stretch drinks more energy drink brother um anyway it was pretty it was pretty bad uh because essentially he got rsv which then gave him bronchiolitis and then caused his lungs to get infected right so pretty much couldn't breathe couldn't feed so he'd been on oxygen and a feeding tube since monday uh we only we only got out on was it friday Arvo? thursday Arvo, i think it was so yeah pretty pretty full-on um shout out to my wife amanda the trooper she pretty much didn't sleep for any more than half an hour at a time for like four days straight because uh, obviously he was sick on the weekend. Um, and this let this be a lesson to you. So she took him to the doctors twice on, on the weekend, once on Friday, once on Saturday, and both times was told, you yeah, know, he's all good. You yeah, know, he's all good. He'll be fine. He just needs to breastfeed and to rest. 
and it just didn't sit right with her. And then so she made the decision to take him to emergency and they'll like bring him straight in. Like yeah, right. the emergency room was full and they'll like bring him straight in. And look, in fairness to, to the doctors who said he was all right, what a lot of the doctors and nurses were saying in the hospital was that they refer to RSV as the three-day virus because the first three days it's just like sniffly nose, normal cold and flu-like symptoms. Doesn't seem like that big a deal. The next three days when you start getting all the infections in your lungs and stuff like that is when it just hits you really hard. So he may, he may just look like he had a normal head cold on those first couple mm. of days, and then by the sort of Sunday night, Monday, it, it infected him and smashed him. So is that a strategy? Just keep, like, they reject you for three days to see if you do get over it? Look, possibly. What I, what I find so bizarre about the whole experience is I remember when... So in the lead-up to Jake being born, because I was concerned about whether or not I was going to be led into the hospital... I went and got a COVID test, but like a, a formal, like a PCR test. But they do like a full uh, respiratory panel. So there's like 10 different viruses they test for all at the same time. Mm. And I was negative for all of them. So I, I took those results to the hospital with me just in case they asked me for it, which they didn't, funnily enough. Um, but what I find so bizarre is as a doctor, so I would go, I know these four viruses are circulating and I know this particular virus, being RSV, and maybe even influenza A, would probably fuck a kid up, mm. right? I've got the ability to go and get this kid a full respiratory panel to see exactly what he's got so I can give an, a, a, an applicable treatment sure. plan. And they just didn't do it. Like, literally all they cared about was whether or not he had COVID. That's it. That's all the doctors care about. Yeah. I mean, we had said this earlier on that we thought there was real problems with the fact that we're so focused yeah tunnel vision on COVID yeah and, that all this other stuff is gonna and yeah. look the all-cause mortality's gone up so mm -hmm. and it's funny too because like I've been speaking to a lot of people and a lot of friends of mine have been really really sick over the past few months and it's not COVID it's always it's something else like they're like oh I just need it for COVID but I think it was the flu or I, mm. like I had a friend who um got RSV oh our, our sister-in-law's got RSV at the moment completely unrelated because we haven't seen her for weeks um, and it's really smashed her. And it's like, you know, there are these other things that are out there. And as a, as a medical professional, I would have thought they would have taken a bit more care with a three-month-old infant that's showing these signs, knowing what disease. No, we only care about the old now. The elderly. Yeah. The elderly would have got the full they, panel. They did try to stick three jabs in him on the day when he was in there. No, I'm oh. just kidding. Um, but no, it was, it was pretty And poor. how's he going now? He's doing okay. Like, he's still sick, but he's not, he's not requiring hospitalisation. So... They took him off oxygen on uh, Wednesday afternoon and he was off the whole night and like his, because they just follow basically their heart rate and their oxygen saturation the entire time they're in there. He was off the feeding tube slightly before that. Um, but yeah, he's doing okay now. He's still a little bit sick, still a little bit grisly, but doing a, a hell of a lot better. Getting... Is Amanda sleeping? No. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit better. Oh, actually, ironically, she probably got her best sleep at the hospital that she's had in months on the second night because the second night when he was more settled because he was on oxygen and being fed through a feeding tube, she didn't have to wake up to feed him. Mm. So she slept for probably three hours straight that night, which might have been the best continuous sleep that she's had in a while. Wow. Uh, so we were even joking around going like, mate, can we like stay an extra couple of days? Like you just leave the feeding yeah, tube yeah, in yeah. and it's then like you can actually sleep It's through. a resort to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was our holiday for the year. So that's done. Well, that makes my gripe 
seem really, really shallow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. And this really is, you, like, we are at opposite ends of the scale here. Because what I want to whinge about is QR code menu systems. <laughs> so I went to Top Golf on Wednesday right. for lunch with, with mates. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys took the entire order. Yep. Food, drink for the three of us. When you say one of the guys, one of your mates who was with you ordered for everyone? Yes. Or, yeah, okay, so not like a wait staff. No, no wait staff, because now in the age of this QR thing, the best way to do it... No, I'll I'll, I'll list all the gripes after. (laughs) So this is what happened. He orders a meal for all of us, drinks for all of us, Mm -hmm. and a side. Mm -hmm. Now, the side was like potato gems. So that's not a meal. We all know that's not a meal. Mm Mm-hmm. Two meals came out and the potato gems mm-hmm. and all the drinks came out. And we're like, okay, the guy who ordered, his yeah. meal hasn't come out. And right. I'm like, dude, it's not coming. Tell someone. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, just wait a little bit longer. I said, it's not coming. Mm-hmm. Tell someone. So they they uh, grab a staff member. Mm-hmm. Staff member walks off. Oh, yeah, I'll sort that out for you. Goes mm-hmm. to the kitchen and then comes back and goes, can I see your receipt? Now, the reason why this triggered me is because this is now the second time yeah. that this has happened. Yeah. So we have a new system that's out mm-hmm. where the client does all the work, mm-hmm. right? The, 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 um, the person uh, goes through the menu, sets up the account, yeah, name, that's address, I had about these phone things. number, yeah. email address... Yeah. Credit card details that aren't saved for the... If you want to add to that purchase, you've got to start from step one over and over again. Yep. But not only that, now the onus is not on the kitchen to supply the food. Mm. It's up to the customer yeah. to so, decide whether the food has arrived or not. Yeah. Now, So there's an accusation that you are lying to receive free food. Yeah, but like Tasha said, she goes, well, if... She said, like, obviously there's a, there's a problem with their system at a kitchen level. Mm-hmm. And she said, doing it this way leaves them more exposed. Because all you do, so you, you, hey, this is how we can make them pay. When your order arrives, pick one of the orders up, stick it on a uh, hide it, yeah, and, and the then do the same thing up. and say, here's my receipt. Yeah. Okay, because unlike where a, a waiter or yeah. waitress will know hmm. what was ordered. There's someone there to cross-check. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember that you ordered that item. Yeah, or I've served this amount of people. I took three orders, but mm. I've only got two meals. Yeah. And then we got on this, because the guys that I was with are, 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 are tech nerds. We're all mm. in these whacked-out businesses together. And, and we were talking about how disjointed that system has become. So you're su- this is supposed to have made things more streamlined. Streamlined, yeah, yeah. But that payment system is way more clunky than it was before. Mm. The only thing, the only added security it gives to the restaurant is that they now get their money first. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily to make the process more streamlined. It was to stop face-to-face contact with wait staff. That was why it was originally brought in. But now they just, they've just never removed it. And I think that a lot of businesses realise that by having these systems and continuing them, you actually need less floor staff so they save money. But you don't. Why don't you? Well, because who's, who brings the food to you? Until the robot brings the food, which some sushi places have. Yeah, but that's 50% of the job. So 50% of the job is carting the food out. The other 50% is taking orders and actually giving people customer service. Which well, I can you don't tell need you, to do that, I then can, you can save on staff. I can tell you, in the places that I've been, 
there's just people standing around mm. waiting for the to do the serve part yep. and not take the order part. So I'm, you haven't I'm not defending the system. And I, like I said, I don't think it was ever designed to streamline. Yep. I think the whole point was the face-to-face contact thing because of COVID and then businesses have left it in place because it gives them an excuse to have shit of service. But also, how insane is this? Imagine if if a waiter came up to you and said, oh, hi, what would you like? Yeah, I'd like some, a bowl of potato jam. Like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. What's your full name? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what's your yeah. home address? Yeah. What's your phone no, number? What's your phone what's number? What's your credit card yeah. number? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, can I add a... Oh, I've just decided, can I add a drink to that? Yeah, sure. What's your name? Yeah. What's your Let's address? What's your credit card? Yeah. This is... This system sucks. Yeah. And I'm out have, trying to have a good time. I, mm-hmm. I get it. You're in hospital at the time. I was out hitting balls, trying to have a good time. In hospital, we were getting food delivered to us. Yeah, you get better service in, <laughs> yeah. in hospital than, than, than what, what you get out in the... Um, it is it is really, really, really irksome. Mm. It's another example of all that corporate stuff that I, I said where mm. systems get in the way. Yeah. They don't help. No. They make it worse. That's worse. That system is worse. Yeah, but like I said, corporate goes, we now have a system which allows us to hold less staff, which has no. less staffing costs. It but, does. No, 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 no. But they don't have less staff. What I said, the staff are sitting there doing nothing because the, one of their jobs has been taken away, mm-hmm. but the job of them serving is still there. I'm telling you, they, often, they have less staff. No, because they have got that nope, system, nope. they have less staff. Hey, there no. will probably be extra Jason, you haven't been out for two years. <laughs> I have I'm been out, out bro. I'm out all the time. Mm-hmm. The same staff are in these places because the same person that brought your food before. So your waiter or waitress yep. takes your order and brings you your food. The food is still brought to you. So mm-hmm. that person is still there. Yeah, but you need less people because they're only doing 50% of the job. No, I, I, you're wrong. So yes, they're doing 50% job. So do you know what they do? They stand for the 50% and do nothing. I, okay, I'll tell you this. If any business is out there, like a, a service business that is using one of these systems, that is still employed the same amount of people as pre these systems, you deserve to go bankrupt because that's fucking stupid. Uh, that uh, is really dumb. That's what I'm telling you, dude. It is stupid, and and this is it's, it's time time and again where companies, especially using technology, and mm-hmm. don't know how to make technology work. Mm-hmm. It's another they're not they're not producing stuff I because <laughs> and you know these people are desperate. You could go get you could walk down this street and you could get five jobs in hospitality. Here. Yeah, yeah. There's signs everywhere. People hiring. Yeah. It's not, that's not the case. It has not made anything more efficient. If anything, it's made the system clunkier. Mm. It was like that example. Remember when we were at Volkswagen mm. and they centralized the registration mm. and they said, oh, that's, this is great. We can reduce the amount of people, which they didn't. They just put them all in one room. And then the, the, the paperwork was increased by every single salesperson yeah. that has sold a car. Yeah. And on their on their, their mind, they're saying, "Hey, great, we've got this centralized unit now. Yep. So on paper, that reads great. Except not, what's not recorded is how much labor goes into supplying the information that centralized system yep. needs, as opposed to having someone on site." It was even better when I was at Subaru. When you were at Tawong, you had to drive to Newstead to pick the fucking plates up. Yeah. So you had to go through all that system, and then it's like, "Yeah, cool, we've saved all this time and money. Now let's pay a staff member to get in a car, drive down." Like inner city bypass, and I don't know how long exactly it takes, depending on the day and how much traffic there is. But it's a massive loss of product. So this is uh, this is an offer for companies out there. If you're in a big organisation, um, I'm ten grand a day. I'll come in and I will I will I'll talk from the bottom to the very top, and I'll look at every single system that you've got in place, mm-hmm. and I guarantee I'll, I'll increase your productivity by 
minimum 20%. Mm-hmm. I'll increase it by 20%. Mm-hmm. I want $10,000 a day. I'll write your full report that you probably won't read, just like every other report that you receive, and, and I'll make your business better. Because there's so many of these things, and they do my head, and you just watch it, and you're like, this doesn't... You added something. Mm-hmm. When you add something, it's supposed to remove two things, yeah. right? With technology. That's mm-hmm. the whole idea. Yeah. Uh, I watched the movie Hidden Figures. Great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, it's about, about the black ladies. Yeah. That worked for NASA during the in the sixties, mm-hmm. doing all the coding. segregated community, not coding. It was the mathematics of it. Like, right, right. They literally needed someone, a, a mathematician, mm-hmm. to figure out the maths. Whereas, yeah. and then and that the, stuff's mental. The computer was being introduced at the same time. Yeah, and and it was like, oh, this computer can do a hundred calculations in the time that you can do. So that was that was an example of where they got rid of an entire room of people that was replaced by one yeah. computer, albeit the computer was the size of a room at the time. Yeah, and had less processing power than what your phone currently has now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we landed people on the moon. With less. Allegedly. With less technology. Well, some say that it's less than a calculator. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But that, that, was, that made that part efficient. Hmm. What business is struggling to do at the moment is they're adding all the technology. The amount of um, these software-as-a-service companies that go and flip yeah, these, like... Uh, so I, was, I had a customer that was telling me she works in aged care. They spent half a million dollars on a system to do rostering hmm. that didn't work, hmm. yet they still got paid, yeah. and they're back to square one again. Well, I'd hate to tell you this, Alex, but paying for products that don't do what they told you they were going to do is pretty commonplace these days. <laughs> That's how we it roll. Is. It is. We, we fucked the farm with um, when it comes to technology when... <laughs> For Amanda's birthday, all she wanted to do was go out to sushi train. Or that's all she wanted to do. And we went to one of the sushi trains. It's got the little robot that like delivers food and drinks and stuff to the table. Yeah. Have you seen those before? Yes, yes, mate. I go out to dinner all and lunch all the time. Yep, okay. All the time. And it sounds like you have really good experiences. Um, <laughs> I've met the robots. They're quite <laughs> so, nice. So anyway, we're at like the one of the booths and we're probably second from the end. And... Nate just wants to see the robot and he's like excited about looking at the robot. And then the robot comes to us, gives us our stuff and whatever. Oh, yeah, cool. That was fun. And the next thing you know, there's this other family that's gone to the last table and they're just waiting and like nothing seems to be happening. And what we didn't realize is that because we had the pram in the walkway, the robot couldn't get around the pram. <laughs> so their food's just sitting on this robot for like... 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't beep or anything? No, nothing. Because the ones up here will beep. And okay. it has, because ours have a screen on it. Yeah. And and it will say like, a, um, you know, that it's something in the way or calls for help. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah no, not this one. It, uh, so your, maybe it was... Uh, no, yours was an apprentice robot. Yeah, yeah it literally just sat there because yeah. it couldn't figure out how to get past the, uh, the pram. And all the staff just kept walking past it. Like, weren't even checking in on the robot. Well, okay, that's the other thing too. I think there's a real cultural issue that with... <laughs> Actually, that, that is the perfect, the perfect anecdote or the perfect analogy. I was always really annoyed that we would have these expensive programs and instead of ringing the person that made the program to fix a particular bug that was in it, mm. we would develop a workaround, a workaround. Yeah. which is exactly what that start weight stuff did. Mm-hmm. They worked around the robot that was yeah. stuck. But I just feel like that's, that's the case everywhere now. Um, everywhere just seems to... Like you said, like like these QR codes, I've, I've had similar issues with these QR codes. I hate them because, for one, 
like, you know, we're, we're in our 30s, we're pretty well versed in technology, and even we find them cumbersome to use. I guarantee you, um, boomers are going out oh, places yeah. and they're leaving because they can't actually order. So the amount of bit money that uh, businesses are having walk out the door because yeah. the only people in this current economy who've got any fucking money can't spend it with your business because yeah. they don't want to figure out how to use your system. Yeah, we're pulling out your flip phone and going, name two one 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 yeah three three seven 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 seven. Well, yeah, like yeah. I, I remember, I went to um, the Bavarian beer cafe like it would have been twelve months ago, and. We had to order drinks through this app, and it's the exact same experience that you're talking about. There's wait staff literally standing at the bar. We were the only table there because we got there pretty early yeah, exactly, in the man. evening. And I'm trying to log in, and then I go to pay. System error. I couldn't even order any any drinks. Yeah, and I, I just hey. and they won't know the system error. Yeah, I just said I don't know. I was showing it to them. I'm like, hey, guys, come over here. I want some drinks. Like yeah. this is ridiculous. I don't I don't yeah. care. Just give me some beer. Yeah. <laughs> I came here for beers. Yeah, and they just let me order up at the counter. But like it was so dumb. It, the whole thing's so dumb. And now, in a living with COVID stage of the pandemic, just scrap these systems because your customer service service is suffering. And look. Yeah, maybe maybe we're speaking from uh, being extroverts and maybe there's some introverts that really enjoy the fact that they can go out for a meal and not have to talk to anyone. Maybe that's a good thing for them. I oh, don't know. But... Hold on, I've forgotten another gripe with these things. Oh, here we go. It's digital, right? So you've got a digital menu. Mm-hmm. Oh, mum and dad came up once and we went out for a place that had it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's not available. Like, we ordered it, punched it through. Oh, yeah, that's not available. That's not a breakfast menu. <laughs> Grey out the stuff that I can't use. You gave me... Like, this is the QR code. You, That's your menu. Surely, surely... Look, I'm no software engineer, but surely you can have it time-sensitive so that from 5 in the morning mm. to 11 is your breakfast menu. Yeah. And only the breakfast menu was shown... And then from had 11 you, onwards... Had you paid for it before? Of course we did. You can't yeah. get anywhere without right, paying so for it. This... They don't know it's there. And then now, those guys, the receipt didn't come out. That's why our order didn't come out. And then it was our problem to say that yeah. we ordered it. I'm like, surely you've got more... Than, like, surely there's got to be a back end, your system. I have a phone. I have a phone that I had to order with. Yeah. Surely you've got a phone that receives it. <laughs> Not just a docket book that's written out there. And if it's a docket book, just write the one docket yeah. here yeah. With a, from a waiter. Yeah. See, this is infuriating. Yeah, no. This is absolutely I infuriating. It's an s- outrage. <laughs> There's got to be an investigation. Yeah, there has to be an investigation. <laughs> this is the biggest thing plaguing our time. Nothing <laughs> is worse in 2022 than the QR menu ordering system. Nothing. Maybe it's just, maybe Nothing. it's part I mean, of you, the... Um... What, what's happening in the Ukraine is really bad. But do they know what it's like trying to order off a QR menu? It's well, a nightmare. Well, no, because they're just getting their orders shipped to them for free from the United States at the moment. <laughs> free for them, yeah. not free for the American taxpayer. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I, I had the exact same experience this week. We only just realised this week because I um, had to update some Centrelink stuff that we never registered Jake's birth. Because again, stupid systems, redundant systems. We've registered his birth, I don't know, two or three other places. Right. But apparently the actual births and deaths registry, you've got to do it on its own. Like he's got a fucking Medicare card. He's already yeah, been none through of the, the system. Yeah, talk to each other. That's right. So, anyway. That's why digital identity would help, Jason. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, no thanks. I want one, one world government. I mean, one... <laughs> um... Anyway, moving on. Um, so, I've gone to... I've registered his birth on the website. Uh, I must say, so Queensland government website, 
optimized for phone. It was great. Yeah. It was seamless. System Same with the really ATO well. one. It's really good, actually. Cool. So worked really, really well. Anyway, I get through and it gets to the part where it's like, so you've put in all the details. That's cool. Do you want to order a birth certificate at this point? And I'm like, yeah, well, he's going to need it at some stage down the track. So yeah. like get a passport or whatever. So go to order the birth certificate. And they're like, oh, do you want to order a commemorative? So you get like the normal one and like a commemorative one. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like $6 or something. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll get a Queensland Maroons commemorative birth certificate. Might be worth something one day. So anyway, I order it, I pay for it, get the order confirmation email to me, happy days. Shortly afterwards, get another email. The Queensland Maroons commemorative uh, certificates are currently out of stock. So there is, and there is like, there's no information as to, am I getting refunded? Am I getting a different certificate? Am I just waiting? Like, it's a certificate. Print out another one. (laughs) It's a piece of paper. Just print one. And that's the other thing too. Like, I still don't know if I'm getting anything. I think I've just given them money and they've just taken it and I get nothing. It, yeah, it. we are in this no man's land of the difference between how, like how to interface manual labour with, like with digital software. Mm. We can't do it. Like surely you can grey out the Maroon That's right. The Maroons one's out of stock. If you don't, grade out. If you or, ain't got none, don't let no one order one. It's a piece of paper. Print one. Print a piece of paper. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, it's wild. It's now, absolutely wild. Okay, so that's my that's my crack about that. Mm. We need to talk about the crypto markets. Okay. They have taken an absolute shellacking thing. Mm-hmm. It's an 80% correction. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And... We could be in a full-blown bear market. Mm-hmm. It would appear that way. So, a couple of my my viewpoints on this. So, currently we're at I think it's forty grand Aussie for Bitcoin. For Bitcoin, no, sorry, I thought twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine thousand, hovering around the twenty thousand five hundred US mark. Mm-hmm. It's been there for a couple of days, but mm-hmm. it was a really, 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 really big. Uh, correction. This is the size of the correction that I felt happen in 2017, mm-hmm. in 2017 bull run, yep. before it went to its all-time high. Yeah. So some of these minor corrections that we've had before mm-hmm. were nothing in comparison. Oh, they were yeah. blips. Yeah, blips in my, in my mind. Math, I, I hadn't gone and measured them, so I'm not 100% yep. sure, just the feeling that I had. I feel like some of them were just institutional pump and dumps too. But we had those back then. Yeah. We had those back then. They were just much smaller. Yeah. Um, But the percentage could be the same. Mm -hmm. So by that rationale, we could still see an all-time high, Mm. except for the fact that in 2017, we didn't have any of these other pressures on financial systems. Mm -hmm. We didn't have blowing out inflation. Mm -hmm. We didn't have uh, a new war. We Mm -hmm. didn't have... Um, an energy crisis. An energy crisis. And we we, we know wish, how we much should, energy Bitcoin uses. We, we should. We should talk about that. Yes, but somehow none of the nodes have gone down. Hmm, hmm. Interesting. Um, there was no stock market crash. Mm-hmm. Like there was, it was a very different time. So I, I don't think it's going to recover because 
there's just no money to put back in the system. You mean you don't think it's going to recover quickly? It's going to be a long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the run could be over. I think the bull run could be over. Is, 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 is yeah. what I'm is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the what sparked the big sell off was the U.S. inflation number. Mm-hmm. Everyone was expecting it to go from eight point four to eight point two. Like mm-hmm. they thought they were thinking a drop, but instead it went to eight point six. Yeah. And that just terrified everyone. Mm. Um, now we all know that that 8.6 is really 28.6 or yeah. 38.6. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that reflected in fuel. Yesterday I paid them, I put 98 in a car and that's the new record for me. I've never, ever, mm-hmm. ever spent more than $2.44 mm-hmm. for a litre of fuel. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. I just, I love, yeah. This is really interesting because obviously there's so much involved in this. I just want to make a few points too. Point number one, I had a friend message me during the week going, what's happening with crypto? Like it's bombing. And I'm like, look at the stock market. Stock market's bombed too. And at the end of the day, when it comes to things like investment, whether it's crypto, whether it's stock, whether it's property, it all depends on market confidence. And there ain't that much market confidence at the moment. And that is for all those reasons you recently outlined. And obviously, one of the biggest problems is cost of living pressures. Uh, most of the mum and pop investors are current, like all their costs are going up pretty bad. So the money that would normally be on a side to be able to invest in these things and potentially increase their prices, they've gone the other way. And maybe, I mean, like what I was thinking about doing the other week, which I didn't, which I'm still comfortable with not doing, was I was looking at pulling a bit of money out of my shares, just have that little buffer mm. sitting there. But I've got enough, so I'm, I'm fine anyway. But... Um, so that is one point is like crypto is it's interesting how it's sort of mirroring the stock market to a degree because a lot of major stocks are well down as well. I think Amazon's still down like 40% from the last six months. Well, anything by net pay is down 90%. Yeah, yeah. So which 90% which this again, year. And you look at, you go, okay, why is that sector down so hard? Well, buy now, pay later. Again, people were probably using that for luxury items that they're just foregoing. No, I did say... The, I've had this argument with a few people this week already because yeah. I've had a lot of people that's their portfolios are down. And look, I'm down deluxe. Oh, yeah. But I don't care. I don't need the money. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like I'm drawing down on that to use it. Mm. This is an investment nest egg, so I'll yeah. wait for the next run. Yeah, and right? that's the way that's why I'm not stressed about yeah. any of it. And I've no always, one should be. I always looked at crypto as a long term investment, especially yeah. Bitcoin. Bitcoin was my long term investing in the gold standard. Yeah. So that I'll I'll probably pull it out in thirty years' time. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or so, I'll be using it. Um so a lot of people are really trying to nail down on whatever whatever share that they're in, whatever um, industry that they're in, and, and they're saying, this is happening because of this. But you nailed it in the first, the, your first quote on it. It's just market confidence. That's right. There is zero market confidence out there. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, everyone's selling and nobody's buying, which That's is right. forcing all, all industries down. So it's... I'm buying that. That's it. <laughs> if you are smelling the fear in the water, when when people start ringing you freaking out, mm-hmm. rub your hands together, mm. okay? Because that means it's buy time, baby. That's right. Now, first as a preventative thing, uh, I don't do any leverage trading. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so don't what, what what that means is I don't borrow mm-hmm. to play on markets. Yeah. So all those idiots who like remortgage their houses to buy Bitcoin, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're the ones who are in very big trouble. Well, can we talk about Michael Saylor? 
We can. I was just going to say one of the reasons why the mark the crypto market tanks very very quickly a lot of the time is because people are leverage trading, and then when their margin calls come in and they're supposed to be able to pay up, their entire accounts are being wiped out. So it can happen in seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can show you too. And they're not learning because I, uh, a mate during the week, he said, check. So I've got um, trading view on my phone and you can type in BTC USD longs and BTC USD shorts. Mm -hmm. And it can give you a, it'll show you how many longs are in the, uh, are in the system. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay. So if I just do year to date, 240% 240% increase in, in longs. Oh, okay. So if these people leverage trade, yeah. they're done. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're gone already. And then when you go to and, and when you go to shorts, so if I if I do the year-to-date shorts, see how they chop up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down, and there's only a well there's 150% increase now, but that would have happened in the last mm-hmm. couple of days. But the reason why there's less is because they won. Mm. Like their shorts paid out. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so the, if and I'm I'm assuming there's a lot of leverage in here, mm-hmm. a lot of leverage. I agree. I absolutely agree. I kind of feel like I like. I think there needs to be some uh, government rules around. I I know I'm, I'm anti it, but what I want to say this: I think I'm a pretty savvy investor, mm-hmm. and I have done my ass on. Leverage trading. Yeah. And you shouldn't be able to go and get a 99x loan mm-hmm. at the click of a button. So now some of these yeah. platforms are making you fill out a survey first, which I think is great. I reckon maybe that's the answer. Maybe maybe there is a really stringent course that you're put through to understand exactly what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I can see why they, uh, they allow that function to... Uh, sophisticated investors because it is dangerous yep. and I remember when I was texting you and I was playing with Dogecoin yep. at 99x leverage I'm like I made 150 US dollars in like 6 seconds oh it's gone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's like that yeah, and, yeah. and that that kind of that kind of I mean you're only really doing the position that you've got but if you're taking loans out and then leverage trading yeah. it's Crazy, 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 crazy. It's literally it's like dangerous. it's like taking out a personal loan and going to the casino and just putting it all on red yeah. and then all on black and then all on red and just hoping that you're gonna win every single time. And the one time that you don't, you're wiped out. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just not it's it's just not worth it. Now I wanna I wanna put this message out there because I have to start putting all this stuff into one place because I talk to heaps of people and heaps of people reach out to me in different ways. Yeah. But I wanna kind of centralize it all all in one spot. If you bought stocks at the top, if you bought crypto at the top, if you bought property at the top, but it was for investment purposes, turn the app off. Yep. Don't look at it. That's right. Go for a walk. Go, come back in 12 months. Yeah. Just hold it. Yeah. Hmm. Some One guy was down heaps. He rang me. He wanted to sell out and buy back in. Like, no, 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 no. What an idiot. No, no, no. You're that, already in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you already own that yeah. stock. Just deal with just it, okay? It. It's yeah. just a matter of time. Mm. There, There is... And look, some companies can go to zero. You know, my Zip shares, they're down to 50 cents. Mm. I bought them at a dollar nine. Thinking I bought them at 10 it, bucks. And you bought them at $10. Mm. And the guy I was talking to bought them at 14 So, yeah. But if they, can, if they can weather this storm, 
mm-hmm. it'll come back. Yep. You know, and it's it just prolongs the the time. But what I do want to say though, most people need to reflect on how emotional they are around investing. Yeah, because that is the killer. Mm-hmm. It's how you feel about it. You know, so here's a. Here's a really good example of how people get emotional about money to maybe put this in perspective for maybe people who haven't invested before and don't realize how, how emotional they will become when they do invest for the first mm. time, especially in something as volatile as crypto. Everybody knows stories about people they know who have had a family member pass away and there has been an estate to divide up amongst whoever's left. And everyone knows the stories about how ugly that turns. And everyone talks about it and they go, oh, geez, you know, money just turns, like you see the mm. ugliest side of people because of money. That's because they're getting emotional about it. Yeah. So because all of a sudden they feel like there's this windfall and they want it. It's the resource. It's mine. Anything. That's right. They will sell it. They'll sell their own fucking family members out because they think they're going to get this win- this financial windfall. So if you think people don't get emotional about money, there's a perfect example. They would literally sell their own family out for money. So when you are investing... And look, I went through it. I did the... I've been through it too. I'm not, I'm not saying uh, I, I'm just built uh, built differently. You're just experienced. I've just been through the... I've, right. I've, I've, there's a great meme and it shows like... In, it's in reference to crypto. Mm-hmm. And it's got like that zombie train, you know, uh, as you no know, zombie um, uh, roller coaster. And like the zombies coming out, like out of the loop of the roller coaster, and then like normal people going in. Mm. And it, the meme was like 2017 bull run, oh, yeah. you know, veterans. Mm. And like, I'm just imparting my experience on you, so you yeah. hopefully don't have to go through. I like and the learn meme from the of. Uh... I think it's James Franco, and they're all standing on the blocks with the nooses around. Oh, yeah, first time. First time. That's a good one, too. That's yeah. a good one, too. Uh, because that's it. Like, I, I did what everyone did wrong in the last bull market in, like, 2017 when the crash happened. I bought in when everything was going great guns. And I, I invested, like, two grand. And then it started going backwards, and I had the freak out, and I ended up selling half of my stuff at a loss. I fortunately kept the other half in, ended up recovering yeah, uh, yeah, what yeah. I had lost anyway, but I sold because I was ill-disciplined. So what that taught me at that point in time is I understand that the markets do this from time to time. I understand that you only lose if you sell at a loss. Mm. And again, this is based on investing in fundamental blue chip cryptocurrencies yeah, yeah. or like push it whatever like this this is for anything yeah it's bitcoin it's stocks it's whatever uh if you invest in something that you've heard might go to the moon and you're looking for a, a quick profit be prepared to lose that money because whether it's crypto or stocks you're probably going to lose that yep. money. sometimes you might get lucky guess what not that many rich people in the world for a reason <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. most people don't get that lucky on these things so my <laughs> advice to anyone is if you're someone like me, I'm not super invested in the crypto space, you are. And I know I don't have time for it and I don't have the mental capacity to sit there and, and study it every single day like you should if you're trying to make the most profit you can out of the market volatility because there is profit to be made. And some of those leverage traders are making a lot of profit, yeah. right? I'm not that guy. So the way that I look at crypto is a long-term capital growth exercise. And I look at something like this and like, I think I bought four grand's worth of Bitcoin four months ago. So, oh, I probably lost half my money. Doesn't matter. I haven't lost anything because I haven't sold it. 
So now I'm looking and I'm going, okay, cool. I'm going to buy some more now. And Bitcoin to me, like it's it's the best thing to buy right now because it is the blue chip stock. It is the gold standard. And it will eventually recover. Yeah, just dollar cost average. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be people in the future, like your kids are going to say, I can't believe my dad bought $56,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, I know. They're they, they going to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to I want to add on to the, the point. When, if you are looking at making a large, if you if, whether it be investing, I spoke to someone during the week who wants to, he's gone through the process of buying a unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you buying Are you buying it for a place to live or are you buying it to get rich? And he's like, oh, no, I want to make money out of it. And I'm like, okay, what sort of research have you done on mm. the marketplace? None. Okay, what uh, do you know what sort of yield you're going to expect out of yeah. that property and what kind of capital growth that area's had? Yeah. No. Do you know what your costs are going to be? Like yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Have you, have you done a spreadsheet mm. to say, this is how much I'm going to go in and this is how much it's going to cost me? And have you compared that to maybe renting and then going in the stock market? No. Have you I factored said, in the raising interest rates, which whatever you pay for now is going to yeah, even though, raise in the next 12 months? Yeah, even though they, they're, they're giving you a bracket up to 6%, you know, when the when the real rate is 6%, you'll need to know what it's like to do it at 9%, you know? Yeah. And it's still extra cost so you have to pay for. But his answer was no, 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 no. And I was like, dude, do you, well, do that first. Mm. You need to know. I, I'm going to write a book one day. Yeah. And the book is going to be called something along the lines of just no mm. okay we've got all the information in the world mm-hmm. and i think it's crazy to think that you're willing to sign up for a 30-year commitment mm. without at least doing the sums first yeah that's right okay now lots of ex- young guy lots of external pressures mm-hmm. parents saying just buy just buy just buy right as we've said before that's how the parents got rich because that's how it worked in their lifetime yeah right when they were at the same age buying property was the the ticket to the moon yeah because you're going to buy a hundred thousand dollar house and you're going to sell it for a million bucks 20 years later if anyone wants a great combat when they when their parents are saying that's how you do it safe as houses and blah 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 yeah. just ask them how much did they pay for their first house and then ask them, and then they'll go, oh, yeah, but I was paying 20% interest. Mm. And go, okay, so what, your house was 40 grand, and how much did you earn? Mm. Okay, you earned 40 grand a year. Okay, yeah. so as a proportion, it was one times your mm. your um, yearly wage yeah. uh, was your mortgage at paying. 20%. Okay, okay, so so uh, now I'm still getting, I'm getting paid 80, so I'm getting paid twice what you are, but I've now got to pay 15 times more yeah. for the property. Mm-hmm. But at five times less uh, interest, interest rate, yeah, yeah, I'll take your scenario That's over right. my scenario because you're also paying a smaller interest rate off a much larger amount. Do you remember when I had a, the argument with an old boss and he goes, "Yeah, but it's because you guys want too many, like too nice a house. I only had one bathroom." Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw a good comment about this on a on a Facebook thing the other day. There was some news article about how this pensioner was like i really hope that the banks pass on the interest rate rises to my savings account because i'm getting a little bit skinned and someone had commented on it going um oh maybe you just should have gone without more times in your life like clearly you've just wanted to go to cafes and stuff all the time and you know maybe if you didn't if you didn't do those things and you saved more money then you'd have more more money in your bank account See, it's not that helpful is it like see what it's like to be a millennial now i, I saw someone's twitter handle which was like I'm long on smashed avo. <laughs> and he was like a, 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 an investing guy. But yeah. yeah, so just know. 
just mm. put in the effort. And I'm not saying you don't know the answers. Yeah. But find out. And if you don't know how to find out, ask someone on YouTube how yeah. to find out. Let me let me let me put Google this. how to find out. Especially if it's something like property where you're like it is a 30-year commitment. Just think about this. If you're a young bloke, you would not go around shooting loads in whoever, whatever, whenever. Because that might be an 18-year commitment that is not a, not a good thing for you, right? That's only 18 years. This is 30 years. This is 12 more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how dumb that decision would be to make. This is dumber. This is yeah. even dumber. And and you're, you're right. Like I think that... Remove the emotion, though. Remove the... So the, the, the emotional response is, okay, my parents said to do it. Yeah. Society says to do it. There's no, no one... I'm the only guy in this guy's network saying, hey, maybe you should have a look at some yeah, alternatives. Yeah, you should like, do some research and think about it yeah, first. Yeah, I'm the only one saying it because everyone else everyone else is, is just saying the easy thing, yeah. which is, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. Yeah. Because they've done it. Because they were, uh, they had to, they succumbed to the same level mm-hmm. of pressure that their network did. Yeah. But I've done it. Mm-hmm. I did the sums. 3% yield. So mine was renting off its head. Yeah. Sure, I had some squatting and but even with all that i got a three percent yield mm-hmm. if i were to put that same money in the stock market yeah right in, a, in an etf like i'm in now yeah i would have been five percent per year better yeah over 15 years mm-hmm. yeah do well, i want to be do i want to be rich or do i want to save my home yeah that's right you know yeah and that's it's like warren buffett's famous saying no one wants to get rich slow and that's half the problem yeah. is that everyone's like oh I've, I've got to get into like you think about investing you go i've got to get into the thing now before i miss out before i miss out so the amount of people that probably jumped into crypto for the first time this year because they're like, oh, it's gone through the moon. I've got to get Welcome, in now. I've got to get in. Stay in. Stay in. If you got in, stay in. But same as housing or like you, you just need to understand that unless you are going into business and you're creating a, a brand new product, which is going to change the world, you're, not, you're probably not going to get rich quick by just investing, whether it's property, yeah. whether it's crypto, whether it's shares. It is a long-term commitment for long-term wealth creation. And that's the way that you need to look at it. And if that's not something that you're happy with, cool. Take that money that you've got, sit down and go, how am I going to create a product that revolutionizes the world? Yeah. And figure out how to get that to market and be the first to do it and do it properly with all the patent protections and everything and the intellectual property protections. And then, and then create instant mega wealth that way. But... The problem is I think so many people are so misguided when it comes to investment because you're right. Like I think the majority of it comes from your parents because they had a strategy that worked for them when they were kids mm. or they didn't and they just heard that it worked for someone else so they've told you to do it too. Yeah. And it may or not... they've told you nothing. Yeah. And you're out there on your own. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 all, it's a whole bunch of things too. For me, it's even things like university education. Like a lot of us were told, got to go to uni, got to go to uni, got to go to uni or you won't get a good job. Well, you won't make enough money. Well, there's fucking heaps of money out there yeah. for people who don't have university degrees. Yeah. Like, you actually need to go, okay, what do I want to do? What am I trying to achieve? How much do I know about this thing that I'm considering okay. doing? Can I take three extra months to really bury myself in, in the information around that subject so I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about before I go and do it. Well, that's what Michael Saylor said. He's like, you should do a thousand hours of research before yeah. you before you make a move. Yeah. And, you know, it's, what does that equate to in days? Can you do the maths? I don't know. But it, it sounds extreme. 
but you're about to sign up for a 30-year loan, mm-hmm. which is a lot more than a 1,000 hours. Now, on the Michael Saylor thing, mm-hmm. so MicroStrategies is one of the, is the largest institution institutional holder of Bitcoin. He's got like 150,000 Bitcoin. Oh, It'd be 41 days straight. Okay. It's on 24 hours a day. So would you put, you know, could you say it's six months, 12 months worth of... It's probably 12 months worth yeah. of actual research at a, at a reasonable level per day. Yeah. Is that fair to ask for, as a fair exchange uh, uh, yeah. for a 30-year commitment? Well, look at anyone who is a superstar in any field. They've done more than 12 months worth of dedication yeah. to their craft. Yeah. So MicroStrategies owns, I think it's 150,000 Bitcoin mm-hmm. at what's called a strike price, like a dollar cost average price of 22,000 US dollars mm-hmm. per Bitcoin. Yep. So they're, they're buying, they've been buying, they bought some cheaper ones and they bought some a lot more expensive ones. Yep. And it was believed that there was a margin call that he would have to pay if it went under 22. So mm-hmm. if it hit 21, mm-hmm. then he would be at a $1.5 billion loss mm-hmm. and that he could potentially have to pay that out mm-hmm. because he's leveraged to buy that 150,000 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Now I was looking for that figure because I was in my head. I said, if he if he's got that sitting on a an exchange or whatever their system is, and he has to dump that hundred and fifty thousand, like like if you if you if you had a long mm-hmm. on that kind of you've bought the bitcoin, yeah, but it hits that strike price, it sells yeah automatically at whatever that price is, and you just have to pay the difference yeah. So I was expecting like. If it hit twenty one, then it could go back down to twelve thousand yeah. dollars. He has since come out and said, "Everyone that thought that is just a Twitter troll. Mm-hmm. I've got ways to cover it." Right. Okay. So, so he's still in. He's still obviously bullish because he's mm-hmm. done nothing. He's done nothing with that with that amount. But um, that was an interesting, like that he will be someone that's built into Bitcoin folklore. Mm-hmm. You know, like like. Elon's the Doge guy. Mm-hmm. Michael Saylor really is the patron saint of, yeah. of, of, of Bitcoin, but keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Someone had said that it would be good to buy micro-strategy sh- uh, stock now. Like if you were not a... So this guy's an anti-crypto dude, mm-hmm. but he's like, well, I've seen what happens, but I'd be more comfortable investing in micro-strategy. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Yeah. Keep an eye on what happens in that space. That's going to be very interesting because I don't. I think we drop. I reckon we end up back at twelve, thirteen thousand dollars US. Yeah. 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 You're probably right. Um, because yeah, when when I look at the world and I go, for me, crypto is an asset that institutions have started investing in, but the institutions want a return. And typically, unfortunately, where that return comes from is they take it from the mom and pop investors who invest in it at the wrong times and then sell yeah. out and they lose their money. And that's how crypto works. It's basically a... No, that's how all markets work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But crypto's the same. So... I mean, that's what the housing market has done to get... So each boomer that made sure. a fortune out of property yeah, they did it by selling it to else. young people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good, good point. So then you look at it and you go, how long is it going to take to get to a point where the economy recovers enough for people to be to have, to be flush with enough extra cash to then start investing in these assets again to then drive them up? You know when it is. 
you know when that time is. What, 2024? Yeah, what happens in 2024, Dyson? <laughs> Donald Trump comes back to party, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think that there will be massive that opportunity be before that. That's, I mean, I got accused of saying it was reductionist mm. to, to think that oh, these problems are Biden-related, mm. but he's got his hand on the wheel, right? There's a, there's a so, quote that he came out with during the week when he was like, I'm sick of hearing all these lies. Inflation is not caused by reckless spending. And it's like, dude, you're literally printing trillions of dollars and handing it out to people. That's causing inflation. You're printing billions of dollars and buying weapons and just sending it overseas. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, do you know, that's, that's actually not where I think the worst of it is. The worst of it is, is removing 12% of the energy supply from the Western world. Yeah. That is, re- and, and you talk about it all the time, you talk about the, the cost of energy, and that's yeah. what's pumped fuel prices up. Mm. And that, and we know, if it wasn't such a divisive uh, subject, I really wanted to put a poll up to see, do we think that economic sanctions work? Because in no time in history, there's not one time an economic sanction has got a government or a country has got a result. Yeah. Yet we still do it. Mm-hmm. And and even Biden came out, like, after saying at the beginning when they imposed the sanctions originally that it was to affect the Russians, he came out fairly recently in the last couple of weeks and said, these don't just affect the Russians, like, they affect the American people too, but this is what we need to do to stand up for you. Like, so now they're, they're like, it's like everything. Every single politician's the same. They, they sell what they want to sell and the way they want to sell it, and they say that it's not going to negatively affect you. And then when it does, they find a way to justify it. Yeah. And, I mean, this prob- this is sim- in a similar vein. I've got my first real criticisms of the Albanese government. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me just finish my point on... on, cool. on. So, did Trump overinflate the stock market? Yes. Yeah. Did a lot of... Were a lot of, you know, billionaires made, a lot of, a lot of companies thrived a lot of a lot of small independent investors made a fortune we all made a fortune all all up right yeah yes was it overinflated yes it was so even if someone that let's say someone that sat in between a, a trump and a biden came in would there have been a drop yes. yes would there have been a you know up up to inflation yes probably less than what it is now the problem is you've had such a flip side and there's so little confidence left in the marketplace mm-hmm. It, we've got this extreme overcorrection. Mm. Now it had to happen. It was overinflated. Yeah. Had to happen, but it didn't have to go. It didn't have to be eighty no. percent. You yeah. know, in, in a lot of sectors, eighty percent. Um, and fuels up. I mean, what's fuel up? Oh, two. I mean, two dollars forty four yesterday is. Yeah. It, it, it it's insane, and that is that is a direct correlation to a policy of his. Yeah. So I attribute that to him. Hmm. You know? No, but it's Putin's price rise. Yeah, well, Putin, uh, do you know what? If I asked Putin, would he sell some fuel? He'd say, he'd duh. Yeah. He'd say, duh. Yeah. If, you, if you got yeah. rubles, he'll sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you, that's why I think there'll be such an extreme flip. Love them or hate the guy? Mm. Business confidence in market confidence is definitely higher under Trump than it is under Biden. Yeah, and like... And we could prove that. Like, it could be a cyclic thing, but if we see in 2024, that kick, you know, that's... And look, when you look at the Western world too, like, COVID was a massive inflationary uh, cause in a few different ways. Number one, every Western country printed more money to pay for COVID measures. Yep. Say whatever you want about their effectiveness. The reality is... The money that was spent on all of the COVID safety measures, vaccines, protective equipment, 
hospitals, all the stuff. Making people stay at home. Making people, yeah, loss of economic productivity, closes, closing down of businesses, all of that stuff was a result of policies due to COVID. So that creates a level of inflation. Obviously, the, the Ukraine war, which everyone just wants to blame as the main cause, it ain't. It ain't the main <laughs> yeah. cause. We were already experiencing inflation prior to that. Yep. Right? Uh, has it made it better? No. It's, it has made the problem worse. The energy thing is very, very interesting because especially when, and this is where uh, Biden and the Democrats, they back themselves into a corner because they try to put all these sanctions on Russia because they're like Putin bad. And they're like, oh, we got to, they're trying to create like a, a multi-country cartel to, uh, Manipulate the price. Manipulate of, the price of Russian oil. Yeah. So that essentially Russia's only going to be selling at a loss, so that they're not contributing to their war chest. war chest, right? Yeah. yeah. So which, which already exists, by the way. Yeah. So OPEC, OPEC already does that. Yeah. But it's like again, it's just not aimed at Russia. The way that the Democrats sell it to the people is we're like we're doing the right thing. We're standing for Ukraine and like these. You know, he's a war criminal and these human rights abuses that Putin's doing, blah, 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 blah. And then let's go and suck Saudi's dick for oil. <laughs> like, hey, Saudis aren't that great to people. <laughs> like, there's some pretty bad human rights issues that are coming out of that country. Well, they're in a war too. They tried to do it with Venezuela as well. All of a sudden, going to suck Venezuela's dick for, for oil as well. Like, it's, it is so, it is so driven by... This is all I want. This is all I want. I want us to be honest. Yes. I want us to say, war in Ukraine, bad. Buying your petrol, good. Yeah. Okay? Let's be real. That's right. We know... (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. We know the sanctions don't work. Mm -hmm. Don't do the sanctions. Yeah, remove the sanctions. Saudi Arabia oil... Saudi Arabia oil, good. Take, take, take a second, bro. Take a second. I know you want to get this point out. I'm so excited. Take a second. Saudi Arabia oil good. War in Yemen bad. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys um, know there's a war in Yemen? Cutting right? heads off gay people also bad. Yeah. All right. Let but if 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 we are honest about that, mm. we can all move forward. Yeah. Let's let's understand that, and and it kind of relates into, and I don't want to move completely off this. The topic, and I don't know if we spoke about it last week about golf live or live golf. No, the, we haven't spoken. The about Saudi it. run golf tournament, golf tournament that goes up against PGA, mm-hmm. and you've got the PGA saying, "Kashogi, like pulling up Kashogi, and um, how could you take Saudi money? We well, take Saudi oil. That's how right. is it any different? That's right. Like, like, did you and and PGA held a has a PGA tournament in Saudi? In Saudi. That's like, right. let's just be real. Go out there and say. Hey, I don't like this. I don't like this competition. You know, uh, Saudi government willing to spend, or royal family, sorry, wanting to spend billions of dollars trying to rip our game up. Do yeah. something with the game. That's right. You're, Let's just be real. Yeah, and and you're you're right. And this is where honesty and just being real about how the world really works is is it would be lovely to have. It's never going to happen because unfortunately, it's like yeah, you know, I talk about it all the time about how. Telling the truth is really easy. Lying is really difficult because you need to remember every single lie that you've told. Yeah. And that's where... And I'm not, I'm not going to point fingers at left or right or anyone. All these governments are getting themselves caught up in knots because they've all lied to us for so long yeah. about all of these different things. And It's like, ingrained into the culture in, of politics. That's yeah. right. 
And like this actually segues me back to my criticism of the Albanese government. Yeah, cool. So, uh, look, first of all, one of the things that he campaigned on was about going towards you know net zero by 2050 and pushing towards renewables. And then now all of a sudden he's going to beg the power companies to increase uh, energy production from coal-fired power plants. Now, what people need to understand about this, about this whole energy crisis situation that we're experiencing here in Australia, the entire cause of this energy crisis is because we privatised energy in this country. I disagree. But carry on. <clears throat> the energy is there to be produced. Mm-hmm. It's just costing them too much to produce it at the moment. So the energy companies aren't producing as much energy. The We've got answers. We've got solutions like we've spoken about nuclear before. We've spoken about all these different things that we can do to decrease the price of energy in this country. But what I found so funny was in, you know, we we spoke about it months ago and I saw a meme about this the other day, which is what made a friend of mine. But Palaszczuk's fix for the fuel price was everyone just go and buy an electric car. Like I'll give you, was it three grand? I'll give you $3,000 off. To buy $60,000. You $60,000. I know you don't have a job. I know you don't have a job, but I'll give you $3,000 off to buy a $60,000 electric car. And then now, the whole eastern seaboard, we're being told, conserve energy because you guys turned your heaters on and now we don't have any power left. (laughs) Okay, so I want to... I've had people ring me and ask me what has happened with this power thing. Mm -hmm. So the story is we're effectively in brownouts in Sydney, Melbourne, eastern seaboard because the energy supply has been reduced... Because the market price is so high, because there is a, or sorry, and there is a government regulator that caps the price that uh, uh, that power companies can charge for that. Mm-hmm. So instead of the power companies selling that power at a loss, they just turn the supply off. Okay, that's what's happened. The reason why this happened is purely down to market price. The reason why the market price has gone up is because of sanctions on 12% of the world's power. Mm-hmm. So there's the core of your problem. So address the core. Yeah, so but unta- I don't think it's just the sanctions. 100% it is. Well, sorry, in, uh, uh, demand has increased, mm-hmm. but it was down to market price. So, so, so demand increased, but we've got the capacity, but we can't use the capacity because the guys are going to run at a loss because the market price is so high. So you look at your petrol price. Your petrol price is higher than it's ever been, mm-hmm. right? Now, if 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 um, the government came out and said you're not allowed to charge any more than two dollars a litre, mm-hmm. these guys are going to run at a call it a forty cent loss. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do? You just don't sell it, and you, you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the you need to get the market price down. Mm-hmm. How, how's the only way to get market price down? Is increase supply. Where have we reduced the supply? It's it's. It's Russian market price. That's what it is. In my mind, that is the... the It's an interesting take on it, yeah. Yeah, it's... You removed 12% of the world's energy supply, Mm -hmm. oil, gas, right? What do markets do? It pushes the price up because you remove supply and Mm -hmm. demand is still there. Yeah. That is an economical fact. Mm -hmm. Economic fact. That's what's forced this. Mm. Now... Market manipulation by having a body that's designed for a good thing to try and make sure that we, we're okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, maybe to your point, if it was a government-run utility, then it wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. You'd just do it. So, yeah, yeah, in, in, in a way, you're definitely right. But yeah. it, the inception is because of yeah, having fair a, a free market that's not free. Yeah, and look, this, this 
this has come up time and time again lately on the podcast. We, we keep talking about how we've got a free market economy, but we don't. Yeah. And the energy market's a good example. Malcolm Roberts talks about this all the time. All the renewable energies uh, that we use at the moment, massively government subsidised. Massively. And you can say, fair enough, you want to invest in those renewables because you want to move towards them. Okay. But they are massively subsidised by the government. So this might, this might not make sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. I look at how much money the government threw at the COVID response to keep people safe, quotation marks, right? right? To stop people from dying. Why would we not be throwing that money? Because we, ha- we don't have a, a, a public uh, power system. Utility, yeah. Right? We don't have that at the moment. Why would we not be throwing money at the energy companies to get costs down to allow, especially older people, to heat their homes? Because I... Guarantee you, you will have more elderly people die because they can't heat their homes during winter than you will have elderly people who would have died from COVID. But we threw hundreds mm. of billions of dollars I, look, at I the COVID response. I see what you're saying. I think it's, it, I think it's a hard... I reckon your numbers were off. But I, I see that... I see that we, there should be some investment in the longevity of our people. Mm-hmm. We've illustrated that we're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the easy the easy fix, the easy fix is just to say to that. Um, actually, sorry, they're trying to do this. Taking a step back, mm-hmm. the government is talking to the power companies to say, "No, just supply it, and we'll compensate you." Yeah. Which is the same as. It's a, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is not the same. So, yeah, look, should we have some more um, nationalised security around our utilities? Yeah, probably, we probably should. I, but just understand that we'll be, like, let's say if tomorrow they went and bought them all up, we'd probably be whinging about something else that they're doing around power that's inefficient, ineffective and dumb and, you know, so it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a loose-loose, right? Yeah. So here's, here's something. So just out of interest, I was just, I was like, because I know that normally, um, like, Origin Energy is in the top 10 for the most profitable countries in Australia. Companies. Sorry, companies in Australia. So I just did a quick search of the most profitable Australian companies of 2022. And now, number one, Rio Tinto. Number two, BHP. Number three, Fortescue Metals Group. So what do these guys all have in common? Miners. Miners. So mining Australian resources right. and selling them for massive profits. Number four, Commonwealth Bank of Australia. Number five, Woolworths Group. Number six, ANZ Bank. Number seven, National Australia Bank. Number eight, Westpac Bank. Number nine, Macquarie Group. So a bank. bank. And number 10, Transurban Group. So think about the... What does Transurban do? Um, Transurban... Are they trucking? I think so. Or trains? Highways and rail tracks. Oh, is that, is that that sweet? Is that that sweet Melbourne contract that it blew out by like four million dollars? So, Transurban Group Limited engages in the development, operation, and maintenance of toll roads. So, oh, so my they're doing God, right. Don't even get me started. So, so think about this. So we we talked about um, inflation, and one of the uh, things that the government, oh sorry, the RBA has done is increased the interest rates to try to curb inflation. Yep. And all the banks went. Passed on that rate straight away. 
They're all in the top 10 most profitable yeah, companies course. in the country. So those, that, just to give you, like, paint your picture, I'm not sure of how much the mining companies make, but I know that, like, that Woolworths group, that's a billion a month in profit. Yeah, right. You know, and if the if the banks are more than that, I know Commonwealth used to make a billion dollars a month in profit as well. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they, they'll, they haven't done it this time around, but you'll start to hear this rhetoric in the news is the cost of lending has gone up. Yeah. Remember, that's what it used to be. That was the old, yeah, every time right. they're going to put a pump, oh, well, you know, markets are so much harder. So, yeah. you know, the, the the cost that we have to borrow money from overseas, which they don't do, it's just printing new money here anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long have we gone? Uh, just over an hour now, so we can wrap it up soon. But isn't that, that's the thing, like, isn't it interesting how, because when, yeah, we've, I think we talked about inflation a little bit last week, didn't we? It might have been the week before. Mm. And, like, literally there, oh, this came up this week, the raise to the minimum wage. Oh, yeah. We need to address this quickly. Uh, the raise to the minimum wage is a really bad idea. And the reason for that is because at the moment we have a supply and demand issue, which is why everything is so expensive. Because it is it is more expensive to supply it in the first place, but the demand is still extremely high. The whole point of putting interest rates up is to discourage people from spending money elsewhere in the yeah. economy because it increases the cost not only of the homes you currently own, but it also stops people from going to buy new homes because the costs are higher. So the whole idea is to put a dampening, a downward effect on spending. Then we've gone out and we've taken minimum wage earners who are traditionally the group, this is a generalization, who spend instead of save or invest, mm-hmm. and we've just given them more money. And typically, what these people will do is they'll take that extra money and they will spend it, which then puts more upward pressure on demand and supply because they now have extra money that they can go and spend on things, which is going to increase inflation. And within, like Mitchell said on his post, probably within six months, their 5% pay increase that they're getting will be negated by the additional inflation that they'll be experiencing. Not even six months. Not even six it, months. Yeah, probably <coughs> isn't that big Look, you're right. I think, if anything, it's more of a psychological thing for the people that, that get it. They feel good inside. And if that if that feeling is worth whatever the whatever that percentage uptick is, it's probably worth it. As my, it's like a thing. I don't... It, well, because it doesn't... So here's, here's another, another few things which are unintended consequences of this. Number one... Minimum wage jobs are supposed to be minimum wage jobs for a reason because they're low yield, low experience required. They're a stepping stone job sure. for young people to enter the job market. Now, young young people entering the job market are earning fairly good money on the minimum wage, which means businesses will now look at them and go, you're actually not qualified enough to do that job. So it actually freezes young, yeah. inexperienced workers out what, of the job market. It does... Put people out of the job market because you'll find someone like a, a small business that wants that wants staff on a <clears throat> on a on a weekend mm-hmm. that will just not put someone on. That's right. Because so so you definitely stifle stifle that mm-hmm. again. Like I don't get I don't get worked up about it because I think the amount of people on minimum wage is relatively small. To like there's bigger there's bigger issues afoot. Like we've had there's more supply issues that have pumped inflation far higher than what the inflation will be caused by this small uptick to the minimum wage. So I'm actually not as angry about but I just look at it. But I agree with you, it does increase inflation. It does. It's a it's 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 a fact. So if you go and it is a waste of time and it but like I said, 
if you look at it for at least the emotional side of these people, that if, if it gives them a glimmer of the hope, of hope, mm-hmm. then yeah, let's 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 pay it for it. That's how I see it now. I've changed my tune on it. Yeah, okay. Well, it's interesting that you see it that way. I still think it's a really bad idea because on the one hand, you've got like, is it is it an assumption for me to say that most people who have a mortgage probably aren't on minimum wage? Yeah. So their costs increase and they get no additional coverage to help pay for their increased costs. Meanwhile, the costs are increasing to the banks who are in the top 10 most profitable com- uh, companies who mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they could, I don't know, help out the taxpayer that bailed them out 10 years ago. <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Yeah, look, look and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd rather you put your pressure on them yeah. for them doing the wrong thing than worry about the, the, the uh, uptick. <clears throat> but I will also say this. I have a feeling, which is, uh, I've, I've mentioned this notion a couple of times and people don't tend to agree with me. I still have this feeling. The investor class has suffered now. Our summer's over. And I think if you're a worker, uh, this is your summer. Your summer is beginning. Mm-hmm. You could walk out of any job that you're in now and go get paid 30% to go, 30% more to go and do the same job somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Now, I literally had this, I, I, I made this statement a couple of weeks ago to someone mm-hmm. and then I met with someone during the week who has done exactly that. She yeah. went from 70K to 100K. Yeah. The job she's got now is easier than the job that she had before because the job market is so hot. Now, even that is has an inflationary aspect to it. So just know that as well. Like that's worse. Her uptick, her 30 grand extra mm-hmm. will do more damage to inflation than what, the minimum wage going from 20 to 20 or 80 or whatever. For one person. For, yeah, yeah. For whatever it is, yeah. Mm. But because the the investing, because uh, the markets are uh, so poor at the moment, mm-hmm. the investor class is going to feel it, mm-hmm. okay? But there is so much pressure on, we are, we are, we, we, Australia has not got enough people here. No, okay, right. we're not immigrating enough people. Mm-hmm. There's not there's so much work available. And this girl got poached. Mm-hmm. She just received a phone call and said, come and work for me and we'll yep. pay you 30% on. Anyone could go and do that. Yeah. You guys Seek need to understand has 400,000 jobs yeah, wow. listed. Wow. Now, another tip. Don't go through Seek. No, 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 no. Find a friend. Yep. Make the phone call. Make the introduction. Mm-hmm. Get in someone's face. Meet someone. Uh, I was talking to a friend that he puts a job list up. He get like 80% of his job apps are just people trying to maintain their social security. Yeah, that's right. Right, because they have to apply for 20 jobs a week. 20 jobs a week? 20 jobs a week to maintain. That's a full-time job in itself. Just go to work, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But um, uh, so there is that out there. And I think there is going to be this real shift, which I think is funny. I don't think it was caused by, but I think it's interesting that we're now in a labor government. And, and the labourers are going to benefit. The labourers are going to have a very good time in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, but I, I don't think it's anything to do with the government. It's not. To be it, fair. It, I think it's funny, though. I think it's yeah, funny. Yeah, the yeah, timing, the ti- yeah, it's ironic. The, the, yeah, the timing is very interesting. Now, I'll, where I do want to give labour some credit is this um, school thing, preschool. Mm. Free, is it free preschool? Is it Free um, prep? Yeah, pre-care, I think they call it. I think yeah. it's for like three or four-year-olds in the year before... Um, they go to school because I like now I had no uh, I've got no skin in the game yeah um, here but you know I've heard teachers talking about it only recently saying that they can notice a real difference between the kids that did get 
yeah. did go to prep, and it's always rich kids. Mm-hmm. They went to prep, and when it comes to actually teaching them something, they've got a, a leg up. Yeah, that's right. So that is absolutely something that we should do to create a better society. Yep. So I'm, I'm prop like I give props to that. Mm. And sure, yeah, we're, we're going to pay for it, and it's going to get rorted. And, yeah, um, but. but Oh, I, I think it's a good thing. We'll look on that back note on. too, Dan Andrews in Victoria, so he was the one who announced it, because I think it's mainly Victoria and New South Wales doing it first. I don't know if Queensland's okay. going to do it straight away. Um, and when Dan Andrews announced it, he also announced that they are going to build state-owned and run childcare facilities, which is something that we've spoken about before too. Because I, think I don't ch- like Melbourne doing it. I, no, I, cook, I cook foods. Oh, oh, for sure. Totally, totally get shut it. Down the he's probably around. invested in it and he's going to make a fucking packet out of yeah. it. I, I, I cop that. Yeah, but, let's keep an eye on that. But again, we've said it a million times before, a good idea is a good idea. Yep. And just because I hate the bloke, and I think he's an absolute corrupt scumbag and I'm sure he's getting paid somewhere along the way in yep. this. It's still exactly what we spoke about the other week where we've got state schools and we've got private schools, but we've only got private childcare and the majority of private childcare is paid for by the state anyway through the childcare subsidy. So why would you not have more affordable state-run childcare facilities yeah. available, and I think that's a step in the yeah, right direction. Yeah, and more options means more competition, and then that's more competition. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, um, props, yeah. props to that. So so that so there's a there's a bit of give and take for uh, for like. Oh, I want to say this too, and I I don't have a I just it's something I noticed, mm. and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on it. When Albo's been going out and meeting these dignitaries, everything seems very light. They seem mm. to be having like. Like that Joko Widodo, he just saw Joko Widodo. Okay. And it was, it seemed very uh, warm. Okay. Compared to anything that I've seen from ScoMo. Do you think that could be because it's Albo's first time doing these things and he's trying to make a good impression? No, I don't think it was him. I think it was the way they received him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, the, my first, my cynical brain went, oh, they're just, no, because they got this guy. They're going to do him over. Yeah, but then another part goes, well, no, hold on. Is that, is that the start of a good relationship? That, to me, seems like a far more um, healthy relationship than having that standoffishness, which I feel like ScoMo had. Yeah, look, you could be right. And we've said it before, too, that ScoMo is Scotty from marketing. He's yeah. a salesperson, so everyone knew he was full of shit. So, yeah. you know, do you enjoy talking to people that you know full well is full of shit and is just trying no, to feed you through nice. what you want to hear? No, it's a shit experience. So... Maybe Albanese does have that leg up. I will say though that Albanese has already got a big strike on his, on himself from this week when he was asked about whether or not he will be making national cabinet yeah. uh, documentation public. No. Yeah. So after criticising ScoMo because he he put in a Freedom of Information Act request last year which got rejected for national cabinet documents, and so he he said it was disgusting and ridiculous and ScoMo's the worst person in the world and he's obsessed with secrecy was the quote yeah and then he was asked this week of whether or not he was going to make national cabinet uh transparent and he said no and then when he was asked why that was and why the change of heart he said to the reporter you were able to ask your one question and he moved on to someone else do you think the reason why national cabinet is still a secret is because there's an alien there uh, no, I think it's still secret because all the Labor premiers were involved in National Cabinet and yeah, they're all still elected yeah. and it would look terrible for all of them if... if That's when the brown paper bags come out, you reckon? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is something... We should be pushing against this. It, there should not be a weekly... It's a weekly function, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It depends on what's happening. We should not be okay, uh, okay 
with a secretive gathering of our government mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. That is not cool. That's right. That um, is not part of a democracy. And that, and this all gets back to everything we've said for the entire pandemic. Uh, <clears throat> there is no way that the public should have been funding the vaccines on a commercial and confidence contract that we will never know the details for. Yeah. We And not only the details of how much we're paying, but who's getting kickbacks, and what else is involved? Because we all know about those other countries who had to give up things like military bases as collateral. Mm. Did we have to do that? Mm. So that should never have happened. Now, number two, we should yeah, never Yeah, I think have... the uh, F-35 has just been re- um, renamed the Pfizer 35 <laughs> Joint Strike Fighter, yeah. Joint Jab Fighter. Just shoots vaccines. Yeah. Um, we should never have had all these quarantine facilities built under commercial and confidence contracts with private companies that have then been handed over after the taxpayer has paid an absorbent amount to not only build it, but also to rent it back for 12 months. So these are all the things that are being hidden by this national cabinet, and they sh- we should not be okay with that. Yeah. And the fact that, unfortunately, after campaigning on, oh, I'm going to bring in a federal ICAC, yeah. and, you know, ScoMo's leading the most corrupt government and I'm going to remove the corruption. Well, mate, your first chance to remove corruption was to make transpa- uh, make National Cabinet transparent and you said no. Yeah. So not, That's a, good, not, on. not a good start. That's fucking not on. I, I'm actually giving him... I, I'm still going to give him the benefit of the doubt in that I don't think it's over because that was the first one. So maybe I'm giving him the opportunity to right his wrong. Yeah. Because National Cabinet should not exist. So here's my prediction... And this is just in line with what I've been saying for the entire vaccine rollout. They will keep National Cabinet secret and they will try to fluff the airwaves with different things to talk about until the end of 2022 because the vaccine trial officially ends in 2023. And at the end of the trial, they'll no longer be able to hand these things out to everyone with all the adverse events and the fact that, as we said last week, it's not doing much. Mm. So there'll be no justification for it. At that point, then... If we push for it, we might get a bit of this information. But I still think that they're just going to put it off, put it off, put it off. And then as soon as the noise gets too high, everyone's going to be given freedom back and we're going to just roll on with our lives and forget about it. Yeah, could be. Unfortunately. And on that note. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next RDA.